Welcome to episode 101 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to Iron Man Talk episode 101 with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm okay. You're actually not okay, are you, John? Do you want to hug? I'm going to I'm going to get through the show. He's going to get through the show, John. What were you doing last night? I was hugging the porcelain. <laughs> we call it the porcelain <laughs> the bowl. Bowl. Yeah. It's a serious hugging. It's, why were you hugging? Because you're having a good spit, weren't you? Yeah. And it wasn't alcohol induced. No, it's just I think it's my body's reaction telling me I'm too fat to train. I too to, fat to I need, train. I need to lose some weight. You get starvation diet, don't you? Yeah. We're actually doing this in, in Iron Man Talk Studios B today. Yeah. Uh, it's too, too sick to get out of my house. <laughs> so bought the bike around, bought the computer around. Anyway, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com for all your coffee needs. Athlinks.com for all your social networking needs and race results and everything great. And trybuys.com uh, for everything. Right. Just everything, <laughs> just everything. Special score. So today's show, we've got our news coming up. We've got age grouper of the week. We've got a high five on a few office tips. Oh, nice. Yep. A bit of an office man. Website of the week, coach's corner. What's that on? Swim cords. Oh, nice. And we've got a few questions and answers at the end. Straight into it. So no racing last weekend, but we've got a couple races coming up this weekend. No, they're not. There's not really much happening at the moment. Oh, so is this over the next few weeks. Is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean we've got uh, Australia, South Africa, and China coming up, and. They're sort of at the start of April, so unfortunately over the next few weeks we're not going to have bugger all to talk about on the racing front. But I think it's going to be really interesting. Okay, of the races, what's the best race to do? Uh, yeah, I think South Africa would be lovely. I haven't done it. I've done, a, done Ironman South Africa in 2001 and that was a fantastic race. Australia, a lot of people there. Apparently the road surface isn't great. China's going to be the interesting one because... First year. Yeah, I don't... I get the feeling not many people have entered yet and uh, there's 50 slots up for grabs for Kona. Ooh. We've got a 70.3 race on the same day, so I'm, I get the feeling it's going to be a pretty easy place for some people to qualify, and uh, we'll see how the event grows. But so I wonder how many people out there, you know, you've got lots of people doing the sport, I wonder how many people out there see China, you know, age groups I'm talking about here, and think, well, bugger it, I'm going to do it, decide now. There'll be a few, and I think there'll definitely be a few Aussies going up, yeah. um, but it's an early season race, so it's a bit hard for the Euros, a bit hard for the Americans. But I think, you know, what will probably happen is first year bugger all people will turn up and the next year lots of people will turn up and uh, just sort of searching for the slots. But mm. it'll be very interesting to see how they do it. It looks like a really nice location. They're doing quite a bit of PR saying entries are still open, entries are still open. So that sort of yep. lends you to thinking that maybe they haven't got a huge number. But there are a lot of expats in Asia, so I think they'll get a reasonable turnout, but it's certainly not going to sell out or anything like that. What kind of profile do you think they'll get? It looks pretty weak at this stage. Uh-huh. Um, I think I heard that uh, Craig Walton is racing. Okay. Uh, I think Belinda Granger might be, might be racing. But a, a lot of the other names, it didn't look very deep. So, uh, yeah, uh, easy money. But it's not that big money anyway. It's still only 50,000 US. So. Mm. Uh, Goss Blue 70, previously known as Ironman Wetsuits, have actually pulled mm. away from WTC. It's kind of inevitable, wasn't it? I think when they changed their name, you sort of thought, right, something's going to happen here. Well, they, they had an article on SoTwitch, and on that they were saying that um, Blue 70, previously Ironman Wetsuits, were the second licensed sponsor ever, mm. and Timex were the first, and they were the second. Right. So they had like a 20 year, uh, 1991, oh, so like yeah. it was a long relationship, 18 years or something like that. 
And uh, but just gone. I think. I mean, when we first heard, I, I remember actually when they first announced the name change, and we kind of thought Blue Seven, a bit of a stupid name. Yeah. it stuck really well. Yeah, and, they have done well, haven't they? To oh, establish yeah. a brand outside of Ironman. And I think that's probably the reason they did it is they were they were quite dominant in the Ironman market, but when it came to um, short course racing, they're really very very thin on the ground. And I'm mm. talking just looking at it from a New Zealand perspective, but now when you go to an Olympic distance race, you're seeing a lot more Blue Seventies, um, yeah. which is fantastic because we love. Blue 70 um, but you yeah, know I think they're doing a great job and uh, their .03s which we obviously discussed last week whether you like them or you don't like them you can't you can hardly even get hold of them they're so popular the suits are great so um, yeah, we'll fascinating I would love to see because I, I don't know if it's all lady yeah, I'd love to actually because I've got a bit of a um, press release on slow twitch and it's all very much you know nice you know happy to go our own way type of things but I'd actually love to get some insight into <laughs> You know, maybe what Blue Seventy thought about their relationship with WTC, and it'll be interesting to see if anybody else sort of snaps up the opportunity to be the wetsuit sponsor of, of uh, WTC. They seem to have all sorts of bloody things. We talked about beds a while ago. Yeah, I wonder what you what you pay because wetsuit would be a big. You pay a significant amount, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what like per wetsuit would you pay? Maybe like yeah. it would be fifty bucks or something like that. Or I don't know. Mm. Mm. About the only other thing that's really coming up, um, and it's not exactly triathlon related, but I know a few triathletes that are doing it, is the Epic Cape, or the Cape Epic, which is in South Africa, and uh, it's actually a mountain bike tour, and it's massive. It's, uh, so we were out riding last weekend, and some girl was doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, they go 966 kilometres on mountain bikes, with total climbing of over 18,000 metres. So it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty full-on stuff. You know, the first day, 123 kilometres on a mountain bike. That's a long on way. On a mountain bike? Yeah, that's a long way. I think there's a lot of eight to nine-hour days, probably even a little bit more, and we're just looking through the profile here, and there's a lot of that's hills in there as well. So if anybody's interested in sort of following that, it looks like they do have a bit of a, a blog on there, and um, there's obviously not too much action happening. You go to cape-epic.com. And uh, you can find all the information. It looks like they have a really good pro field there, and um, I don't know what the, how strong the rand is, but there's prize money and stuff up. So, good times. Mm, well, I'll put a link on Men Talk. What else have we got? Drug. Oh, so both John and I have entered our uh, road, and uh, have you actually put your entry in? Put my entry in. Is good? I did mine yeah. yesterday too. And so, part of the process, and this is good initiative from the May, is to actually test every pro athlete before the race yeah it's going to be fascinating because yeah. I've never been tested in 15 years I've always you know for a large part of my career was signed up with the New Zealand Drug Agency never been tested and you talk to other guys like Gordo never been tested there's yeah. a lot of guys that haven't been tested the Germans are really taking a, you know, a big push on this so good on them it's going to be a very expensive exercise for them to do that um, but it's it's fantastic, and you makes you feel like a real pro, bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm entering as a pro, and yet we oh, we get tested all the time. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you, you know, you does it make you think more about what you're actually putting in your body? Like, because you'll, you'll be recently talking about the supplements, saying you know, well, you don't really know. Is it something you're thinking of now? Just a little bit, you know. I mean, I don't really take any many supplements. I mean, I have an energy drink, I have protein powder. Yeah, I don't really take much else. Now, occasionally take um, you know, vitamin C and multivitamins mm. and things like that. So you do it just does make you just think a little bit about it um it was really interesting i listened to a tyler hamilton interview yesterday and uh all those guys you hear the cyclists interviewing and they're so convincing that they they didn't take any drugs really? sort of, you come away from it going oh maybe he is innocent really it's uh it's fascinating stuff but i think this is the, the way they've got to do you got to do lots of testing you got to they've got this um drug passport thing that they want to bring in so you it sort of maps all your um readings over a long period of time so if there's any big variations oh. you need to have an explanation for that so I think the Germans in particular are heading in the right direction and 
and you know, fingers crossed they hopefully they get a clean tour to France this year. Oh, you'll be interesting. It's just interesting for us going through the experience. I wanted to talk about it on the show at the time. Yeah. So anyway, hot topic of the week. So last week, you know, it was our hundredth show, big show that it was, and uh, we basically thought, well, you know, we're doing pretty well as a show, and we're loving how successful we are. Number one in New Zealand, I Oh, exactly. Say. Yeah. So um, John actually emailed me was last, last night, night last yeah. night saying, oh shit, on New Zealand and the sports section, we were the number two podcast in the whole of New Zealand. And I was like, yeah. wow. And so I went on this morning, and we were number, number one. one. Nice. We are dominating the dojo. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It was. I was pretty excited. <laughs> I rang my mum. That's what I do. Mum, mum, mum. We're number one. We're number one. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. Number seven million in the UK. And stuff. No, no, no. We're we're actually we're doing, yeah, we do pretty well. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's going good. But we want to get bigger. No, we want to get bigger. So we guys, we kind of put it out to you guys to think, what are some things that you can do or we can do uh, to make the show get bigger? And John, you've done a lot of prep for this one. Philip was first off the block. Here we go. Uh, he thinks to, to grow larger, you need to know how the podcast has grown so far. So really what Philip was saying was... We've, you know, if anybody's looking for a triathlon podcast at the moment, they've probably already found us. If you go into iTunes and you look up triathlon or Ironman, you're going to come up. So he's really suggesting we need to, to maybe get out of the triathlon market a little bit and try and maybe do some marketing somehow into the single discipline sports, you know, swimming, biking, running. Mm. We had a, a guy the other day post on the blog who was a cross-country skier. So probably just thinking outside the, outside the box a little bit and looking to other sports. Nice. Can you pull up my page? Oh, yeah. He's doing the computer this oh, week, it's, so... It's a tough yeah. job. It's a tough job. It up, mate. Oh, yeah. there? Here we go. What do I go? I go with old Pekka. He's messing around with me. It's not It's my, my day to get back. Uh, you could go to every triforum on the web and, and spread the word. Or is it just because this sound familiar? He's giving me shit, because when we first started out, that's how basically we marketed it. wasn't. I yeah. just went on every forum every week and just posted and posted. I, like, I think I had like 30 forums that I would go on every week. I haven't done that in a long time. Occasionally, if we have a real star on the show, I'll go on to the forums. But The ones that haven't booted you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely got kicked off a few of them. But to be honest, it really did help grow the show. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. definitely getting on the forums. Is, and you know, like if you guys ever actually want to go on the forums for us and just say, yo, you know, there's a podcast I think is great. Um, but the one on, the one on Try Talk. They've got one Iron Man talk like yeah. subject heading. It's had like nearly eight thousand views now. Nice, that's like massive. That. Yeah, and there's a beautiful photo of you on there this week. Actually, yeah, Good. beautiful. <laughs> um, I had one in from Ollie. He said maybe setting up a newsletter, um, sort of maybe each month having a newsletter go out, just sort of summarising the things we've either talked about or what's what's sort of coming up in the next month. And I think I might get onto that, but it probably won't be till after wrote. But uh, that could be something for. Mm, and it's actually easy enough to actually have it, so it signs up on your website and it automatically does it for you I've got the technology I know how to do these things Um, Fegans are saying that basically we've done all the, the forums which is great um, he's saying that maybe we should get together with someone like Art of Try and actually start doing some t-shirts and I think this is a great idea like Iron Man Talk it's a no-brainer or Iron Man Talk dominate the dojo etc we all love the Iron logo but it's what's better is something without the logo but still shows you're a try geek to be honest with things like the camp you're already taking it to the next level downloads and hundreds of thousands isn't bad for two, less than two not years bad. not bad not bad yeah, no, t-shirts we definitely something we're thinking about, isn't it? I don't yeah. think we're going to do anything drastic until after road. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. both a bit busy till then. That's yep. cool. Uh, next one, which I'm actually going to defer to our later top, uh, topic, was Greg Hudson from Ohio saying we should have a competition between Bevan and I for rope, which we're going to be doing, and we're going to raise some money for charity, which nice. is going to come up shortly. Lovely. Um, Gray is saying, I agree with some other comments that podcast video is the way forward. Haven't, uh, wouldn't it be good to, every, or not every, every week basically, just occasionally, 
I'm sure Beaver would jump at the opportunity to get involved with the geekiness of video editing. Now, I am actually pretty good at editing. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, continue with the big name interviews for more people listening, I think. Either way, I think I Man Talk is more interesting than any other fitness sport podcast on the net. Nice. The video podcast, we get a lot about this one, don't we? Well, it's something I think we will try, but it's going to take quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, and we may do things like maybe a running drill or a swimming drill or something like that, but I get the feeling if we just video ourselves talking doing yeah. the podcast, I don't think that'll be that interesting. Well, I think the thing with sort of you guys as the listeners is that you tend to listen to us when you're training, mm. and that's where, you know, like if you look to a lot of other podcasts, they tend to be at maximum half an hour long, and mm. if not a lot shorter. And uh, because you guys train for so long, it's actually easier for us to do a longer show. Mm. Uh, the video podcast for us is a lot more work. Like, yeah. um, you know, like this show pretty much takes me about anywhere from four to eight hours a week of my time, which is quite a lot when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you're probably similar. And, um, you know, a video podcast, you'd be looking at a lot more than that. We might do, you know, when we go on a camp, I've got a digital camera, we may do some video footage yeah. there, and maybe on Epic Camp might start doing some video footage, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, definitely. But love the idea. Uh, this is a really quick one from Brad. Um, set up a Ironman talk um, on Google Maps so everybody can sort of place where they are, so we can sort of see where oh, yeah. everybody is in the world. And my last one was from Lord Lindsay. Lord Lindsay. <laughs> um, a pretty simple idea to set up a bunch of cross-promotional options, uh, opportunities with companies or events that aren't in a position to advertise with you. So he's really saying that if there's an event out there that we'll ha- be happy to promote, then in return they'll go and you know, maybe hand out a business card for us into every race pack. So I definitely think that's something we can do mm. um, in terms of getting the get it out a bit wider in the, the triathlon community as well. I've got an honourable mention here by Gibbo. Uh, not a short-term solution, admittedly, but if you guys could master German, French, Cantonese to cross the language barrier, then you'd be partying with your pants down. I just loved that last line. Yeah, yeah. Partying with your pants down. Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, lots. <laughs> yeah. Last weekend when I saw you out. <laughs> yeah. I think Bevan's grasp of foreign languages is... <laughs> Limited. <laughs> what, so what are you my, saying? My struggle. And uh, you got one more. I just had one other one that wasn't really related to this, but uh, oh, it is kind of. Have a Euro- European sister podcast. Uh, this guy Ross from Slough and France is launching Triathlon in France in April. And would love to have John on the show to talk about his Mulhouse days, Mulhouse days. I'd be happy days. to come on, Ross. Because then you're like a superstar if you actually interviewed something like else. Getting eh? interviews. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. So this week, we're, 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 one of the suggestions was to actually do some kind of fundraising thing. And uh, John and I have been... Greg Hudson. Greg Hudson, love your work. And John and I have been talking, well, John's idea this is, is, <laughs> <laughs> is to basically us have a bit of a competition between ourselves and who will take out rote. And for you guys to have kind of like a betting system, is that what you're yep. thinking? And uh, tell it, what are you thinking? We'll, we'll What's your thought-provoking we'll, idea? We're going to set it up through PayPal, where you'll basically be donating to the show. Um, and all the donations, obviously less commissions that we have to pay to PayPal and things like that, will go to a charity. And uh, what we want your help this week is to find <coughs> us, or give us some ideas on a really good charity that sort of fits in with kind of what we're doing. So my preference is to go along the lines of something um, green or something that's going to sort of help sustainability kids or and also maybe athletes. help kids with uh, in disadvantaged areas of the world or something like that I mean I'm I'm not super keen on, on uh, supporting some medical ailment, you know, cancer or something like that. They're all good causes, but I'd rather go down a slightly different angle. So, yeah, we want to have some ideas that you guys have got um, and charities you might know about, and we're going to set it up. We don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but it's going to be donating through PayPal, and the, the winner, whoever gets, say, the closest time, um, who guesses... So the, what, they've got to guess the winner and the time, the or the t- time, the time difference, difference between us. Yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, whoever wins, we'll either have some... Will you, will you beat yourself? 
Um, I might back myself. Um, we may have some portion of the money going to them and the rest going to charity, or they may get a prize. You know, we might get a few sponsors on board and they'll get a prize who gets closest. So, but this week we just want to know some some really good ideas for charities. Great. So yeah, so look out for that happening over the next few weeks. Anyway, that's uh, our news and our blog for this week. Age Ripper of the Week. Good old Epic Camp. Remember Epic Camp, John? Epic Camp. Back those, in the days. Back in the days. Oh, we used to just train. <laughs> That's all we used to do. That's great. Oh, best day of our life. Don't have to worry about anyone else. Just be selfish. Exactly. Eat. That's right. Sleep, train. Yeah. Build your ego. Yeah. Well, on Epic Camp, we had a good old Epic Camper, we would call him Douglas Scott. Now, you may remember him. He was one of the last interviews we did, and he was the hardest person to get to interview. He would have been the, la- the last almost, wouldn't he? Or he was on he, the last day. Yeah, he was definitely on the last day. He was so hard. <laughs> he really didn't want to do it. No. I was like, mate, you've got to come in. You're the only person I have. And I was, like, I was being like his mother. I was just I was sitting by him, and he was just eating his lunch. And But anyway, we got the interview, and uh, he was the guy who's a doctor. Yeah. And uh, he's been doing Ironman. I think he's done 10 Ironman. He's done quite a few. Oh, he's yeah. been, been doing it for a long time, anyway. He was in Kona in 2004 when I did it. And uh, anyway, so his previous best in Ironman was a 1028. Um, I don't know where that was, but, um, you know, so someone who's doing Ironman for a long time, he's slowly building towards that time. And uh, he had a scorcher. He's dominated the dojo. Yeah. So he swam 57 minutes. This is so an Ironman New Zealand, obviously. He's uh, 45 to 49 age group. Swam 57.49, biked 5.11.37, and ran a 3.24 for a total time of 9 hours 42. So is that, is that, 30, how far, is that yeah, 30 minutes? 38, 36 minutes quicker. PB. Sensational. And especially given it was a pretty ordinary day in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was very windy on the second lap of the bike. That is, that is, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's all because of Epic Camp. Well, obviously. <laughs> it's because he was selfish. And <laughs> no, he did say yeah, a large part of it was due to Epic Camp and, and the mental strength he got from that. And there is also um, another side to it here. He's got a very, very sick mother. So all the way through Epic Camp, he was on the phone you know, most days. Um, I didn't know that. Talking to his mother, and she was really sick as well. Oh. So And by sick, I mean you know, on yep. the last leg sort of oh. thing. So he had a few mental battles as well. So it was fantastic to see him do well. But he's another thing why we, we really liked him is when he first turned up on the camp, he was... <laughs> Did quite. He did not say a word. No, very yeah. shy, and uh, he's the kind of guy you'd enter in um, world skinniest man or something. Oh yeah, he's a lean <laughs> machine, mate. He makes me look fat. Oh mate, he was tiny. You know, the first time we were in Akaroa, so we're going up Akaroa, and we go to the hilltop pub, which is a pretty decent climb. It's the first king of the mountain, and you're kind of trying to, you know, obviously I was trying to do pretty well, and you're scanning out the field, and he just takes off, and he's so <laughs> lean. I thought, holy crap, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, luckily, I kind of got him, but. Yeah, he was a lean machine. Very lean. Um, and it was great to see him, you know, really break through and, and win his age group. And he won it on the run. So he ran 3.24. The guy who was in front of him, in front of him had a good lead off the bike. Yeah. And blew up a bit and ran 3.43. So Douglas took it by uh, by two minutes. That is really impressive. Eh? To have done, I think he's done around 10 Ironman. To do that many Ironman and to have that much of a PB. Yeah. Because, you know, the more the longer you do it, you know, the smaller gaps you get, mm. you know, of improvement. Exactly. And so for him to actually put that, is, that is really deserving. That's incredible. That, that's incredible. Yeah. So I so. think he's, he's taken his Kona slot. Has he? And he'll be off to Kona later in the yeah, year. Yeah, he's doing another race as well, isn't he? I think he was going to do, like, Coeur Lane or something. I think he was going to do one in, in America somewhere. So yeah. very good luck to him. He's a lovely guy, based up in Auckland. Yeah, he's a bit of a laugh. And uh, he's a good laugh. Very strong rider, just steady swimmer, and uh, good, good strong runner off the bike. So fantastic effort. Douglas Scott. Indication that everybody should come on. Yeah, so I would love to do a 38-minute PB so for road. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Scott, you are our age, age trooper of the week. week. What's up next? Is it a high five? Pull up the notes, mate. Pull up oh, the notes. Oh, Do your job. Yes, high five. Uh, one, two, three, four. High five. Nice. You see that? Nice. So if you had a video podcast, it would have been worth seeing. And in the new studio, we're getting a bit of echoing and yeah. sort of coming around the walls. Hopefully it doesn't sound like shit. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, you've got a pretty big. It's John's office. You've got a pretty big office here, mate. It's a big office. A few trophies in the corner. That's from my France days. Which one's your best trophy? Uh, I've got one up there from India. Oh, from India. Uh, and I've got a couple from France when I won also the race in Hong Kong. So oh. was, Is that the one where you beat Peter Reid? No, I haven't. I don't think I've got a trophy for, for uh, Phuket. I might do. Why maybe you should just make a picture of Peter Reid and just okay. make it into a trophy. I kicked you out. <laughs> I dominated the dojo. Another one up there from Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> Oh, really? Ph- Philippines. The Filipino, Filipino. Yeah. You got your, your toolkit. This is like this is a well, man's room, isn't it? When I designed the room, it you just to designed it, did you? It used to be a basement, and uh, we basically boxed it all in. Sort of carpeted three quarters of it. Left my little wind trainer area down the end there. Nice. Got my little view out the window onto the hills. Wow. Got a big storage area. That's hard to say it's the hills. You're looking at some <laughs> some stairs. You can kind of see the hills. You can see the hills. <laughs> it's beautiful. But anyway, the reason I came out with this high five this week is pretty straightforward one, but. <clears throat> It just is help, 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 it. Helping a guy out the other day who was sort of getting a bit tight in his office and he was sort of starting to get a few niggles here and there. And so I wanted to come up with a few things he could do um, in the office where he's there sort of, you know, eight till six, just to sort of loosen his body up and also... Just so we're thinking people things, who are sitting for long periods of time. Sitting for long periods of time or you're very office bound and you can't get outside at lunchtime and things like that. Just yeah. a few little ideas that you could try. Could try, uh, try. Okay. So, so one for one? Yep, first one. Um, Wait a second. Have you ever worked in an office? Yes. Did, did it kill you? <coughs> yeah, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Really. I worked a sales job in the UK, and that's one of the large reasons why I came back to New Zealand. Really? Not. It's not fun. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, the first one was have a really short stretching routine for say one to two minutes that you can regularly do during the day. So maybe every hour or so, you just get up. Um, you don't want to stretch deep when you're when you're not stretching from cold yeah. or anything like that. But just get it. Main thing is to get out of your seat, get out of your slouch position that you may well be in. Get up, maybe do a couple of dog poses or something like that. Just give your hamstrings a quick um, stretch in just a, a couple of minutes, and that'll just help break it break it up. It'll probably help you to focus a little bit more on your work, uh, and it may just improve that flexibility a little bit. So just have maybe a couple of routines you can do during the day, and maybe set yourself up to do them either on the hour or every second hour, something like that. Just one thing, you haven't actually got this one in here. Make sure you've got a really good office chair, yeah, or even maybe use a Swiss ball mm-hmm. um, because. You know, you, your posture is really important. If you slouch in your, in your seat, it's just really going to... Yeah, your John's sharp enough. I'm actually really good with my posture when I sit up, but you just, you know, you, you really want to look after your core and your lower back, and if you're slouching the whole day, you know, it really is going to hurt your back, especially if you're sitting for like six hours. And then you'll end up slouching on the bike as well, slouching yeah. when you're running, so yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. Uh, have a bowl of fruit uh, on your desk to avoid temptation of crap food. Now, this is so true. My, my experience of office work, I once did three months. Yep. That was painful enough, but yeah. I did it for three months, and, and I always had just good food next to me. And, and you know, as a triathlete, you, you eat a lot, and you're always kind of grazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's just good to always, you know, reach to, reach to your drawer. And, you exactly. Because, you know, you've got the vending machines there. Vending and bet, machines are not good. No, they don't have healthy food there, do yeah. they, John? Maybe yeah. that could be your Friday treat. You go to the vending machine Nice, yeah, yeah, one day, your Friday, nice, love yeah. it. So uh, there we go. Number three. Cuff raises on your seat. Well, you could do car phrases on your seat, I suppose, yeah. Um, I was thinking more just sort of stepping out of your office and maybe going to the, the stairwell and just doing some calf races, calf raises. So a lot of people have issues with shin pain um, and cramping through the calves, uh, and I often get people doing a lot of skipping. 
but uh, calf raises can also help. So maybe once or twice a day, or maybe if you do that every second day, just get out, go into the stairwell, and, uh, and do some calf raises. You just want to start when you're first doing them, uh, just double, double leg calf raises, and then eventually build that up so you can probably do about 30 without stopping, and then you want to start moving on to doing single leg calf raises. And uh, yeah, Even if you haven't got shin problems, I think this will help. Stretching ankles for long periods of time for those with poor So you know what I'm doing here? So that, okay, oh, sure. good See, now we need a video podcast. We need, we need the video podcast. <laughs> when you're sitting at your chair, um, just spinning your ankles back so you're stretching out the front of your ankles. So really important for, uh, for ex-runners um, because they've got very tight ankles and that's a major contributor to having a really poor kick in the pool and also reducing your drag in the pool. So if you can improve that flexibility, you, you've got free time in the office where you're just sitting there typing away, you can just sit with your ankles back improve the flexibility and hopefully that will transfer across to your swimming. Why is that so important? Because we've had Hayden Woolley on a couple of times and he's often talked about the importance of flexibility through the ankle. Why is it so important? Well there's a couple of reasons. One, it increase, if your foot's sort of, your toes are pointing directly at the bottom of the pool, it's increasing quite a bit of drag. Okay, drag yeah. um, so that's one reason. And the other reason, if you can get a little bit of propulsion there, it's going to give you a lot more balance as well. So improving your kick is probably not going to give you much more speed, speed exactly from the kick but it's going to have a flow-on effect to different parts of your stroke, and then that's where you'll get extra speed. And it also should help with getting your legs and your bum a little bit higher in the water, which is a key thing that a lot of people struggle with. So something great to do in your off-season is to do a lot of kick, and it'll make a big difference. I've got a guy um, that I coach in London, um, and it's fair to say he's a pretty weak swimmer. (laughs) And he said the other day that, I mean, for, for 400 it takes him around about... 15 minutes oh well so a week swimmer Um, but his technique isn't actually too bad but the other day um, he's working with another coach over there as well a swim coach we got him to do like about 15 minutes of kicking drills before he actually started his set and he actually managed to swim 15 minutes continuous which he's never done before Um, just by that helped to get his ass up in the water a bit more so kicking does help but it's probably something you really want to focus a bit more in your off season. Um, always have a bottle of water close by um, like the fruit bowls you know you drink water Mm. or milk don't go and buy bottled water, especially if you're a Kiwi yep. or something like that. Yep. There's lots of um, stuff on the news. Is just take a bottle of water in and fill it up out of a tap. Yeah, or if they've got like a, one of those yeah water machines, what are they exactly. called? Exactly, water machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, just always drink water. Don't drink the coke. You know, drink the good stuff. Look at that. John's got a glass of water right now. What are you doing, John? You have a drink. Mmm, <laughs> tasty. Beautiful. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I, I think one thing is if you can get out of the office, oh, yes. you know, on your lunch hour, if you can get, if you've got a half an hour, go outside and eat. Just get out some fresh air, mm-hmm. you know. Get outside and, and also just walking around a little bit, just get your legs moving again. Go um, a flirting with the the office staff. Well, yeah. I wouldn't do that, John. You wouldn't do no. that. No. Um, but also, um, if you can run at lunchtime, when I was doing my office work, I was actually running. Yeah. Oh, we've got a club of the week. No, we haven't. I, that was a typo. Oh. Um, I had somebody telling me, somebody who's quite close to me the other day about how all the... Close uh, to you as in like your wife. <laughs> how, the, how there's a lot of rumours going around about all the gym staff very clicky and a little bit too clicky. No names were mentioned, but uh, there's some rumours going around. Are you, are you saying there's rumours about me? No, but uh, there's a general consensus that Les Mill instructors sort of get a little too close to comfort sometime. Well, I'm not a part of that. Okay. I'm just, I've got to do my job, John. Right. Anyway, I'm music, my Belinda, I'm going to get Belinda shit about <laughs> I want to hear names now. Here we go. We're gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to be a long break.
Website of the week. Just for the record, his facts were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They were well out. Anyway, we've got a great website sent through from Philip Constantino. And uh, it's a really cool idea. What they've done is they've basically said, this, uh, what's the website called? It's called www.insideoutsport.com. And I've got this thing where you basically talk the talk, John. <laughs> it's called the Cast Iron Club. The Cast Iron Club. And so it's not exactly a race per se. It's no? more a challenge of trying to do 30 Ironmans in one year as you're basically as you're training. So you accumulate all the training you're doing, and the goal is to you know swim whatever 30 times... Well, it, it, so basically, you need to swim seventy-two miles, bike three thousand three hundred and sixty k miles, and run seven hundred and eighty-six miles within the twelve-month period. Nice. So, what you do? You go into insideoutsports.com. You can register. This is a cool idea. Eh? I'm, I'm registering. I was about to register before, but I, I ran out of time. Uh-huh. Uh, it costs six bucks. So it's got to do it by the thirty-first of March. So you've only got about um, a oh. week and a half to do that. Yep. Um, when you sign up. It was six bucks. You sign up, and then you get an inside-out twenty-ounce, twenty-eight-ounce water bottle. And Great. then you basically each month you just send in. They've got a form you fill in, send in your week, weekly, uh, your, your monthly totals for your swim, bike, run. And it's done on a on, on a system. There's yep. no way they can sort of verify any of this. Um, no, they send people out to follow you every day. <laughs> <So> GPS everywhere <laughs> you go. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and then. Uh, What's that? You will receive... Receive a certificate of achievement, John. Mm, I like certificates. And a running, tech running shirt commemorating your incredible achievement and rights to break to your friends. Mm. Do you reckon you've done that before? Do you reckon you've done 30 Ironmans in a year? I reckon I'll do it this year. Uh, I don't think I would have done it any other year, but I reckon this year I will. I think I would have. Got Epic Camp uh, New Zealand, so I can backlog that. Uh, I'm going to have Epic Camp France. Oh, no, Italy, I mean. I'm going to have my camp in Poland. Ironman doing road. I rode the challenge race down in Wanaka, so I think I'll be getting enough long rides. Swimming will be a piece of piss. I'll easy do that. Yeah. Biking shouldn't be. Uh, I think I'll. I'll make sure I do it. Running, I may have to do a little bit of extra running, but I have got a running race planned for later in the year, so then uh, that should sort of help bolster that up a little bit. It's a cool idea. Eh? I'm really into it. This. So if you think the goal might be out of reach, think again. If you swim 0.75 of a mile or 1,320 yards two times per week. If you ride 35 miles two times per week and you run 5.5 miles three times per week, you will reach your 30 Ironman goal in 48 weeks well, or that's achievable. Months. That's achievable. When you think of it like that. You just can't have months off or anything like that. No, just consistency. What we hope to see is the Cast Iron Club is a fun way to keep motivated and cons- consistency through the year. And actually, on the website, if... Uh, there's actually a list of the people that have already signed up. Oh. So, Bevan, you talk about something interesting. Okay, well, so at the gym, people are just friends, and they don't... Right. There's no, there's no screw in the crew. I don't know anyone who screwed the crew. Right. And uh, am I helping you now? Yeah, I've got to sign up somewhere. No, I mean, just hurry up. Oh, anyway, you if, you go into cast, if you go onto the website, Inside Out Sports... And we have that on ironmantalk.com. You go onto the uh, the events, and they've actually got all the people listed already already doing it, and there's about um, 20 so far listed, but we're expecting to see a whole lot more now. Oh, thousands now. So Free T-shirt. Philip, you're a legend. That's a very good website of the week. We like it a lot. It's beautiful. And uh, make sure you guys sign up for it. Anyway, we're going to move on. What is it next? Coach's Corner. Here we go. Nice music. I want some nice music. Okay, here we go. (laughs) 
Coaches, or coaches corner. We, we, we're going a bit quick today, so we put a longer piece of music in yeah, for you. So you're you're all asleep after that little <laughs> piano interlude. Anyway, 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 this week, uh, swim courts. A special thanks to nzmfg.com. So it's nzmanufacturing.com. Okay. You go on there and you can get swim cords, and they they do, from what I've seen, the best, yeah, best sort of swim cords. I've got to, I've got to have this okay. on cue as well. Okay. So the first thing you want to know, if you John, going, hold on. What are they? Okay. Long bands of hollow surgical tubing, approximately 1.5 to 2.5 really? meters long. They are tied at each end with either round handles, plastic, uh, plastic handles, or paddles. The first thing you want to do, if you're going onto this website, nzmfg.com, to get yourself some swim paddles, there's a couple of sorts you can get. So the variety they have is you can get ones that are just handles, which are basically like a bit of um, plastic tubing that you yep. sort of hold on with a, like a clenched fist, or you can get ones with paddles. And I would strongly recommend getting the ones with paddles. It gives you a much better feel for what you're actually doing with your, your stroke, um, and I like them a lot more. The other variability, a variation they've got with the cords is uh, how much resistance. Some are harder to pull than others. And unless you're an experienced swimmer, um, I would suggest going for the at the lighter end rather than the heavier end. So it's colour coded. So I'd suggest uh, I think yellow and green are the two sort of lighter ones, and I'd suggest they're the ones you go for. Can you make them yourself? You can make them yourself, but again, they're probably going to be with the handles. But if you're a bit of a DIY freak, you probably could make yourself a set. I do know people that make them. What do they cost? Uh, I think they're about forty bucks or something like that. Okay, so why use cords, Jombo? Number one. Number one. We've got a high high eight here. Here we go. Uh, It improves your technique, especially your catch. Uh, And so by the catch, we're talking about the front part of your stroke, and that's an area that a lot of people really struggle with is they can sort of get the the movement pattern through through their stroke, you know, getting a bit of an S going, things like that, but they really struggle to keep a high elbow. Um, And what I'd suggest to a lot of people, if you go onto YouTube, we've mentioned a few clips, like the Ian Thorpe clips and things like that, and uh, Grant Hackett, people like that. Phelps. Phelps, Mm -hmm. you'll see how high their elbow stays. when their hand enters the water they sort of stretch out and then their hand and forearm goes down so it's sort of pointing directly at the bottom of the pool before their elbow starts coming back how do, how do the cords actually improve that? How do they? Because you can actually see what you're doing. Oh, okay. Um, and you, it's if people are struggling with their swimming, that's a difficult thing to do. And if you if you're just actually on the site on your your deck or something doing it, you actually just move your head across and actually watch what you're doing so you can get that um, feeling and you actually check that you are doing it correctly. Nice. Point number two. Good for strength. Nice. Uh, I was just saying to Bevan before we started, uh, I recently I haven't done swim cords for years, um, and I got back just got back into it, and it absolutely was killing my lats, which is really showing that I probably wasn't using my lats enough when I was swimming. Um, it's really good for lat development, and works often works muscle groups that you maybe overlook a bit when you're swimming if you've got a you know a slight technical issue with your swimming, you may miss a certain group. One other good thing that would be good with swim cords is it's good for stabilising muscles because mm-hmm. you're not using a controlled resistance, it's, exactly. you know, and so that would definitely help with those smaller muscle groups as well. And you would hope that by increasing your strength you should be able to swim quicker. I mean, technique is probably the first angle to go down if you want to get a quicker swimmer, but by improving strength over time, if you get start to iron out all the other parts of your stroke, you know, improved strength should help. Number three! Number three! <laughs> As I discussed before, it gives you a visual aid. Okay. Okay. Nice. Number four. <laughs> that was pretty good, that number three. You can do it anytime, <laughs> any place. So like the swim cords? Yep. So this, that's right. <laughs> like you gym instruct. Uh, so 
we can, um, you know, one of the reasons why I am getting into it a little bit, you know, previously I'd probably swim a bit more and wouldn't worry about them so much, but it's just an easy way to get a short workout in when you're at home, and it isn't a substitute for swimming exactly, but, you know, to give you an example of what I'm doing at the moment, I'm only swimming twice a week at the moment, and then doing, you know, probably about two swim cord sessions a week, and it just gives me that little bit extra, because I can't uh, afford the time to go to the pool three or four times a week at the moment. Okay, give me a five. Give you a five removes the challenge of swimming and getting to the other end. So what I mean by that is yeah, if, you're, yeah, lost me. if you're if you're struggling with your swimming and you know, you've you just got to focus all your efforts on getting to the far end of the pool, it's quite difficult to, to focus on particular parts of your stroke. Jeez, we're keeping you up here, are we? Everyone's going to be doing the swim cords every day of the week. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, so what I mean is you, you're on dry land, you don't have to worry about sinking to the bottom, you don't have to worry about your breathing, you can just focus on a particular part of your stroke, either your catch or maybe the back part okay. of your stroke. Uh, so that's what I mean by that. Number six. Six, if you go to scottmolina.com. Oh, the guy's a the, legend. The legend that he is. He's actually got some good pictures on his site uh, <clears throat> under swim tips or something like that. Uh, and he's got some really good rotator cuff strengthening exercises. All this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And so swim cords can be used for, as we've sort of mentioned, improving your, your technique and improving your catch and things like that. But can also be really good for building up your strength um, through your rotator cuffs because that's where most yeah, a lot of injury and a lot of, a lot of shoulder weight exercises don't actually address the rotator cuff exactly. and people yeah. get really weak and they get injured yeah. and that's where it's really important where John was talking about earlier start with a, a weaker resistance yeah. and often with those things I don't know if you can do this but you can like how do you do you just put your foot down on the no you tie it around a pole or something like okay, that ok so you can actually tie it can you do it so you can tie it like further away so it makes it tighter uh, you get what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just step further away. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So you know, when you first start out, especially with rotator cuff movements, keep it really light and just get used yeah. to doing the movement, and then slowly progress the weight. So scottmolina.com. Mm. It's got a few good exercises on there. Uh, number seven. Uh, good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good if an injury is preventing you from swimming. So again, I often harp on about people I coach, but I coach a guy in Thailand who, at the moment, uh, had an operation on his foot, so he can't swim. So. Yeah, swim cords three or four times a week for 10 minutes you can still keep that upper body strength going and sort of keep the swimming movement going as well and number 8 something different nice you're getting bored with your swimming or you're Which getting bored with training uh, it just gives you some a little bit of variety so John when should we be using swim cords well Bevan number one <laughs> you should probably be using them pre-season um, because so you probably don't want to start it three weeks out from an Ironman uh, because I know when I first got back into them incredibly sore I was I just did one workout and I probably did not take Bevan's tips well, and I probably went out a little bit too hard you're hardcore mate that's your I, problem I'm mate hardcore and mm. my lats were killing me for days really so, uh, yeah probably pre-season or, or well out from a race is when you want to start those what about with the pools that open Easter's coming up this weekend Easter's coming there might be some pools closed yep. you can't go swimming swimming's on the programme nice let's pull out the swim courts and do a okay. little workout what other times uh, a really good time is when you go to the gym so if you're on a strength and conditioning program over your winter or if you keep it going all the way through the year take your swim cords with you and you can just combine it in uh, instead of doing some weight bearing exercise you can actually go and do your swim cords this next one's oh sorry this next one uh, before you get into the pool is that a really good idea uh, yep just I mean when, when I'm talking swim cords and I'll get on to how long you do them for it's not a long workout but you could have a particular technique session where you're really going to go right I'm going to really try to work on my, my catch for the session so maybe you're going down doing 4 or 5 minutes of swim cords just really getting that catch movement right so you've got the movement pattern going and then jump in the water and you try to replicate that and see if you can do it have you done that 
Uh, yeah, well, I've, I haven't done it with swim cords. I've got on the Vasa machine. Yeah. So Vasa machine is where you lying on sort of a bench seat, kind of like the old going uh, uphill. Who's that? Um, Chuck Norris machine, eh? Yeah, kind of. A, yeah. <laughs> and it's just got paddles, and it's basically the same sort of thing, except you're pulling, doing the whole stroke, and pulling your body sort of through. So it's the same sort of. So principle. when you do that, you've gone from doing the cords or the Vasa machine into the water. What does it feel like? Uh, well, you're a little bit weak because you've done some weight yeah. exercise, but it gets that movement pattern going. Yeah. Okay. Um, number five. Uh, you still need to do pool swimming okay. as I said before uh, you're not going to become a magical swimmer if you do five sessions of swim cords a week and you don't do any swimming and you do that all the way through to Ironman it's probably not the best thing so it's a supplementary thing or something you do when you can't actually get to the pool so John how do we use the cords the cords simply wrap around something like a pole or a post or to a wall it needs to be fairly sturdy because you can pull on them pretty uh, pretty hard yep Cords about, you know, like I said, one and a half to two and a half meters long, and uh, you have paddles or the the sort of handles on the end. So, what do we really need to get sorted first? First, <laughs> you need to get the technique sorted. As Bevan was saying, it's start. technique. It's technique. What was that guy's name? Tony Little. Tony Little. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? When I was in America, I, I did this. I was training some people in group fit, and some girl was on one of his videos with him. Oh, she was like a superstar in my eyes. Is it step step your way to a healthier? Uh, maybe that's a different one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, technique is key. So. First few times you do it, maybe have someone watch you or have turns. You know, you can easily go on, off, on, off if you're doing a stretch cord so you get a bit of recovery or possibly get yourself videoed um, to make sure you are doing it right. Otherwise, it's a bit of a waste of time. Slow movements um, with little resistance, as Bevan was saying, when you first start. So really aiming for perfect technique. And uh, as with when you go to the gym, um, you've got to be careful of bouncing. So, you know, if you're doing a leg press or something in the gym, you don't want to sort of push it up and then have it come flying back down. You want to basically do the movement. So you go through the swim stroke, and then as your hand is coming back, you want to sort of control control it all the way so you are getting a workout on the way back. And keep well, it's control. interesting. With, with weight training, you often find the most strength comes from the eccentric part of the movement. So yeah. that's the reverse part of the movement. And you often find if you go to your physio through injury, um, they often get you to emphasize the eccentric part of the movement. And that's actually where you find most strength comes. So... Uh, if you look at the strength and on the way back, that's actually really where you want to focus on being controlled. So, mm. Mm. Uh, and right now, about um, where to start out from, uh, you probably just start with doing like 10 repetitions. Um, so you may do double arm, single arm, but basically starting with about 10 repetitions and increase to, you know, over time increase to sort of doing three sets of 30 to 45 seconds and have around about so 30, 30 seconds. 40, 45 minutes. seconds meaning just continuously doing it. Yep, okay. yep. So it's it's quite challenging, you know. Mm. Uh, I think the first week I did it, I was only doing you know, uh, 10 to 15, and, yep. uh, and that, that was pretty challenging. So that's how much you want to do and sort of build it up. If you're getting to the extreme end of that, then you probably want to discuss it with a swim coach and get a, a fairly structured plan on how to do it. Now, yeah. you will obviously be sore, but it's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, it's a bit like when you do your first weights workout or do some plyometrics or you do some, some core work. If you haven't done it for ages, it's highly likely you're going to get sore after the first one. Just be careful. There's a difference between being muscle fatigued yeah. than injured. So just be aware of that, especially for your joints with the shoulders. If mm. you have a history of bad shoulders, you just need to be ultra careful. Mm. Mm. And this is, again, where a video podcast would have come in handy. Oh. We could have actually shown you some exercises, but it's a bit difficult. I'll start doing all the stuff in the studio. You won't have a clue. No, he's dancing. Yeah. Um, probably the best sort of resource that I've seen is either going to Gordo's book, um, Going Long, or he's pretty much got a replica of that. That's a bad name for a book. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Always taking it to the lowest oh, denominator, wow. aren't you? Look at it yeah, going it long. Going long. Oh, sensational. Gordo, you're a legend. So anyway. you can either go to Gordo's Going Long book or you can go onto Gordo's archive on his website and he's got how to use swim cords and he's got basically all the main swim cord exercises and, uh, and how to do them and what to focus on. So um, maybe we'll put a link up on the now, site. Now, for people who have... Um, just started swimming, you know, because we've got some listeners who are just kind of getting into swimming. Are there a good tool to use early on, or is it more of an advanced swimmer thing? Probably a bit better for a more advanced swimmer, I think. Okay. You know, the key things when you first start swimming is to try to get your breathing and your balance right. Yep. And uh, what you're actually doing, you know, in terms of your technique below the water, yes, it's important. Um, but it's not but the key the, thing. The key the thing is, is mm-hmm. to make sure your body's nice and high in the water and you can breathe and stay relaxed. So lots of kicking exercises, using your fins, um, and just lots of easy DPS sort of swimming. So it probably wouldn't do too much harm, but if you're on limited time, I'd say yeah. you're much better off focusing on technique. Okay, great. Nice week. Anything else to add? No. So if you do want to get up here, no. you go to nzmfg.com. And it's actually called yeah, NZ Manufacturing, but they're not New Zealand. Zealand. They're yeah. in the States, and you can get up here from there. Nice. They've, got a, they've actually got a whole variety of things. You've got, um, obviously, the swim cords, which you're just using um, with your arms, but then they've got things you can tie around your ankles and all sorts of resistant things. Nice. Okay. Quite, well, quite put, up the, put up the thing, because I need to... Okay. Because I'm meant to be doing my job. NZ... No, no, no. Oh. I'm talking about the notes. Oh, the notes. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, questions and answers. Good old Richard Marlowe. So I'm still loving the show, boys. Iron Man Talk is always the first. What are you doing? I just... Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? It's the first podcast to listen to on my nano. I have a question. I thought skins were supposed to be used as post-exercise as a recovery tool. Only reason I ask is that I did a 10-mile running race on Sunday and I noticed a couple of competitors actually using them in the run. I wouldn't have thought that you'd want to restrict blood flow when you're actually doing exercise. Cheers, ears. Cheers, ears. Uh, so, Richard, I mean, the actual whole philosophy behind skins is actually to enhance um, the blood flow. I just, I just, you've got the skin posters on your wall, mate. I'm looking there. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Nicky Samuel, she's going for a Commonwealth Games spot this uh, next weekend and nice. Gordon Walker second coast to coast yeah. okay sorry so anyway yeah, the, the idea behind skins is to try to enhance uh, the blood flow and if you can enhance blood flow to your muscles obviously the theory is you can you can go faster they've also um, skins also claim that you know by doing that it's going to reduce the amount of lactic acid build up and so the theory is that if you wear them when you're racing or when you're training it's going to make you go faster I've only really used them for recovery purposes, mm. and the main reason is um, I don't actually like wearing skins when I, or I don't like wearing running tights that much when I'm running. <clears throat> so I may give it a try, but if you go on their website, they've certainly got a lot of literature on there sort of saying, you know, wear them 24 7, um, but most people seem to wear them for recovery purposes. But, but give it a crack, give it a crack, Nige. Yeah, you can't, I suppose not on a key race. But. And, and the key thing, well, not the key thing, but um, one thing I would stress with skins is they're not warm. There are, you know, if you're going out for a winter run, it's freezing, it's snowing, they're not warm. They're actually designed to suck the heat away um, from your legs, so you can actually wear them in reasonably warm conditions. So it certainly wouldn't do, do you any harm. And, and if you're in like open, you know, where the sun's on, you can actually get the different coloured ones, like the white ones. So yep. not so. If you go to, uh, yeah, you just pad there, Bevan. What, okay. what, are you, what are you up to for? Well, no, I've been wearing my skins heaps. Actually, I've been wearing them lots because it's one of the things I've identified I want to do well at this time is look after my body, and I've been wearing them lots and. I'm, I'm really enjoying them, to be honest. Mm. Here we go. Here we what, go. what colours have you got? I've got black and I've got blue. Nice. Here we go. Are we there? Yeah. Well, they've got Brett Lee on their website. It looks like an absolute plonker. He did look like a plonker, didn't he? Um, okay, but this is great podcasting here, John. It is. What are you doing? Hold on. We're just going to wait for this to... We're going to wait for this to fire up. The world of skins, bio-acceleration technology. 
This unique revolutionary garment technology enhances the body's ability to function at peak efficiency. Skin's bioacceleration technology delivers a wide range. We've got lots of time to go. <laughs> including. <laughs> That's enough of that. And I stop this. I don't know. If, stop the madness. If you go to skins.net, they have got a. Uh, you get to watch it for yourself. Apparently, there's an ad on at the moment. It's a little bit racist. Oh, really? Oh, no, but apparently, saying that white guys can't do sport. Right. <laughs> only black dudes can. They do some pretty cool advertising. I haven't actually seen it, but my mate was telling me about it. He was getting too angry. No, <laughs> we're struggling for time here, so that's why I did that. But if you go to skins.net, they've got a. And then about skins, um, it sort of tells you all about what they're trying to achieve. Okay, nice. Take, take me away from my notes. Okay, we've got, we've got Jeff. How do you say that one? Sawa. Sawa. I hope your worlds are treating you well today. Actually, mine's pretty good. You're a little bit Mine's sick. not so good. Question about aerobic capacity, especially for running. I notice in races, as the race progresses, my breathing becomes uncontrollable, and I notice my performance decreases, even though I won't hold back and my legs feel great. And quick. This happens in a five-mile race. This happened in a five-mile race yesterday. My breathing went down hill at around four to five miles and I was really suffering this is a problem when I go out to when I go out too hard okay you think I've learnt my lesson I did but I'd like to increase my aerobic capacity so I can go for harder how do I do it there's a few tips um, that, that may help um, knowing that Jeff you'll be in winter it could be uh, sports induced asthma that's just a very outside thing that could be considered I used to, yeah. used to get that when I exercise and when I race in cold conditions just certainly get that um, contraction and really start to struggle to breathing so that could be something just to, to check out um, maybe do some peak flow things like that the other thing I think you probably need to do is um, it doesn't sound like you're struggling early on but for people that are struggling with their breathing early on in a race is to do a really good warm up and by that I'm sorry, talking about a good 15 minute run um, doing some some strides, some accelerations and then doing a few little one minute bursts at your race effort so you're okay, nice So how close up. to the race should they do that? Oh, pretty close So yeah. like have that finished two minutes before the race? Well, if it's a, you may need to be on the start line in an ideal world yes but for most people five. they're going to have to be on the start line five to ten minutes before so okay. as close to the start as you That's can possible. get uh, the other thing I'd strongly suggest for you, Jeff, is to try doing some more race simulations and time trials in your training. So if you're constantly just doing training, you may be doing short intervals, maybe doing 400s or 800s or something like that, or even 200s, and you're not doing any long time trials, it's a bit of a shock to the system when you actually go and doing a race. So if you can do some more simulation work in training, I think that'll help as well. Mm, great. Anything yeah. else? Any other questions? No, we need... Uh, let's, uh, let's have... Uh, how many we got? 12 minutes? Yeah, we'll be right. We'll be right. We'll bit do, of sad we'll news. Do that, do that at the end, shall we? Oh, no, we don't now. Okay. We've got some actually a bit of sad news. Um, Kirsty, how's her last name? Goff. Goff. Um, who's been in New Zealand a few times over the years, um, actually had a really bad car accident and died. Um, when she was, was cycling. So there's been a bit of, this has been reported quite well on, on X-Try and things like that. There was a group of them out, out training. Um, Kirsty has won her age group at the Hawaii Ironman. Did she really? Yeah. Wow. In about 2004. Five maybe or yep. 2003 something like that um, and she's actually recently turned her hand to sort of cycling uh, yep. so moved away from triathlon a little bit they're out in a group ride uh, and they'd actually broken away through and they've broken away from a group out riding a cop fell asleep at the wheel and so basically came the across road, the road yeah. and just took all three of them out and two died including Kirsty, and the other one was in critical condition so it's one of those things, you know, no amount of lights or no. bright clothing would have would have helped in this situation, but it's it sort of, suffice to say, you should still be wearing all that stuff to try to reduce the chances, but it's just 
It's, it's just really sad, and she was just a young young lady, yeah. a young woman, and obviously doing some pretty great things. Um, so our just our love and our support goes out to her family, and, and obviously for all your listeners, I'm sure you feel the same way. And it's just one of those horrible things that seems to come with our sport. And mm. I suppose for us, you know, just always be ultra ultra aware on your bike. You know, you really need to be careful of what's coming in front of you. And I had my my bright jacket on yesterday with all the bright things. I've got three yeah. or four lights on my bike, and you just you know, the reality is accidents do happen you've just got you've got a chance of being run over you know walking across yeah. the road but you really want to minimize the, yeah. the chance of it happening and uh yeah so just be safe mm, so so uh, our best wishes go out to her family you want to stop here we go Check of uh podcasting with straight back it's amazing really isn't it it is magic sponsors so first of all we're going to start with we're going to go athlinks athlinks.com athlinks.com and we we're on their front page and we noticed that they've brought up the most popular manufacturer brands yeah, so what that, how that works is when you go onto your own profile, you can uh, add your gear. Yep. Uh, I've got a sign in, an automated sign in. Add, add your gear, and then you automatically get added into that, password? that group. Oh, <laughs> my password is sacred. Um, I reckon it's what's your boy's name? <laughs> no. Uh, so you can see the most popular manufacturer brands. We're f- fantastic to see that Mizuno is in seventh place. Cause Best shoes in the world. And you know what I love? Apple is in fifth. Where's Microsoft right now? Eh? Yeah. So even athletes love Apple. Yeah, so oh, it's a beautiful thing. You go on there and. It's my iPhone. Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, and you go on to add, add, add gear and you can add all your gear in there. And it's going to be, you know, over time, this is going to be a great way for the manufacturers to keep in touch with you guys. So if there's some new development coming out, Blue 70, they can just come on to Athlinks and Blue 70 can send an email to all you guys saying maybe we've got some amazing special on. So. Worthwhile doing. Uh, what would be cool eventually, hopefully, if this really works out, is that if they actually were offer to offer deals to the athletes community, right. you know, because it's exactly. such a big community, about 30, 31,000 yep. people now. Look at that, mate. Look at all look, look, happening. High fives on mine. Oh, nice. High five. Yeah, it's all happening. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't already joined up to our Iron Man Talk group, you can do Lots that. of people have. We're loving that. God, my internet's slow today. 111, though, that's pretty weak. Oh, that was pretty good. We need a bit more, bit more action there. Okay. So if you want to join up to our group, you go onto the home page and you look under the group directory and you can find us in there and then you can just join up from there. And the, the more people we get there, the happier we are. And the more cooler you will be. Mm. Okay, we're going to move on to our next one and that is Coffees of Hawaii. And we were looking through the website and this weekend's a pretty exciting weekend in my life. It's an essential weekend. It's an essential weekend because I love chocolate. Right. Do you love chocolate? I do like chocolate. Like, but don't yeah. have. It's, it's I don't have much chocolate. I just no. you know, restrict myself because I'm a fitness professional. Are you, are but you like uh, if you got a cake of chocolate, you'd eat the whole thing. You, funny story. So we had a party at my house last weekend, and I bought a big family, you know, big one. Yeah. And we played the chocolate game. We throw the dice. I remember that. How do you play it again? So you have a hat, yeah. you have a jacket and gloves, yeah. and you, you throw a dice, you get a six, and you get knife and fork, and you've got to cut chocolate up until, and eat it like that. Somebody else and if someone else throws a six, yeah. whole king size, like massive cake, I got one bit of chocolate. Oh, no. Broke my heart. But anyway. Oh. Hayden Woolley is a chocolate freak. Is he? I remember we went to do a race down in Timaru once, and uh, we were just getting, sort of, staying with a friend of his mother's, and we turned up, and they said, oh, do you want a chocolate? And Hayden just took the box and no kidding, he just sat in front of the TV. Ate the ball. It was a double layer <laughs> continental chocolates. It was incredible. He's well, anyway, Coffees of Hawaii, being the innovators that they are, they are selling chocolate covered beans. Mm-hmm. And so then, if you want to do like an Easter thing, mm-hmm. or if your girlfriend loves chocolate and coffee, yeah. or even your boyfriend. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And while you're there, you know, you might as well buy some coffee as well. And if you don't have a coffee press, you can also buy Coffees of Hawaii coffee press. And I don't have a coffee press. Yeah, you've got to have that because it's got to, you know, you want that coarse grind and you can sort of plunge it through. Do you like, because I love plunging, eh? It's quite satisfying. It's kind of like when you clean your windows. Yeah. You know when you clean your windows and it just makes your windows so much nicer? You've got to do it slowly. Yeah, and you push. So I've got Bowdoin French press, 12 ounces, 20 bucks, and a Bowdoin French press, 34 ounces, 27 dollars. That's pretty cheap, do I? It's good stuff. Just yeah. And you've got the logo on there, so again, you look cool. All looking uh, good. We're so hot right now. Try buys. We get, we get so many emails about how we great do. they are. This, this, this week, we even had a, an email from Johnny Nickel. Johnny Nickel. Nickel. I would like to say, uh, I love the show and couldn't do without it on my long run. So we love you too, work. Johnny Nickel. I just wanted to tell you about the help I had from Cameron at Try Buys. I'm doing Ironman Austria uh, this year as my first Ironman. decided to do it for charity, the five-service Benevolt Fund as I'm a firefighter in the UK and also cancer research as it affects many people. I've been offered a bike sponsorship by a new um, bike shop in my area which I was really pleased about but uh, as my bike has a good few years on it and of very low quality. This however all went wrong when the shop went bust. It's because they're giving away too many bikes. (laughs) I was back to square one with a rubbish bike again. I can't contacted Cameron at Tribuys and told him about my situation. He's been so very helpful. I am now the proud owner of a fabulous Kyoto bike with some Tribuys race kit on its way. We're very grateful if you give Cameron at Tribuys a mention from myself on your podcast. Well, we definitely will. I also got an email through from my friend Brett in LA and he's bought top off there and he said, um, he's in America obviously, and he's just saying he ordered it like on Wednesday, expect it would come through like Monday, Tuesday, he had it by Friday. Nice. So, yeah. Speedy, it's, efficient. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And the other thing, if you go on to try buys at the moment, we mentioned this last week, we got the competition to win the, uh, the the bike. So you just go on there, you sign up, and we want to make sure that an Ironman Talk listener gets it because they got the wheels last time. That's right. We Hopefully sure. we get to call them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Nice. Okay. So uh, go back to our... Oh. Keep, do your job, mate. Oh, sorry. What else have we got? We, get, we actually, since we've done our order of Ironman Talk jerseys, there's quite a few more have come through, haven't there? People are emailing saying, oh, can you still yeah, get a jersey? So, so I think somebody's on try is actually trying to get 10 people on there to uh, put another order, because I said, uh-huh. I need 10 people before I put an order in. Okay, nice. So do that. Um, Camp Kiakaha, we're pretty much sold out now. We've got we? uh, two sponsors lined up, which is so far. We're getting a few sponsors coming on board. So we've got yep. Blue 70 and uh, Alvin, Alvin Connor. Yep, great. Uh, so, but can any more can no, people come? Two spaces left. I think. Okay, great. Um, Amazon, great, great. Yep. Go John's coaching website. I haven't done that one in a while. CoachJohnNewsom.com. Ah, uh, full though at the moment. Are you? Yeah. Until after road, I'm full. Yeah, full. Okay. Well, focus on a few other things. So, what do you do? Sorry, if they want to go, use go you. Go on the waiting list. On the waiting list. Don't worry about your training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Just listen to the last hundred shows. There's enough tips in there. One thing I want us to all do next week. Maybe we'll do it next week. Next week, I all want us to go on to iTunes and write a review that week because I think they seem to take notice of reviews for some reason, right. and it helps us to get promoted more in iTunes. So maybe if we all kind of hammer it one week. So next week we'll do that. Um, I'm doing my motivational speak next nice. Tuesday, not tonight, but next Tuesday week. So if you're in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, you want to come along to that? Just ring Liz Mills and say you want to come along and see see my speech. It should be pretty cool. Yeah, come along and make funny faces in the back row. Hey mate, I'll, I'll be able to control it. No, no, tomatoes no at you. I'll, be, I'll be sharp. No distractions. I'm into it. I've got. I've been planning it. We're doing my presentation, and yeah. so I'm actually going to do Rick and Dick Hoyt in there. I'm going to use the okay. Australian. Mm. Yeah. I've nicked the thing off YouTube. Um, anything else? I think so. Okay. How was your training today? Did you get out there? Yeah, I did. I did. I just did three hours on the bike. Right. Yeah. It was. Good. It was you know what? I've been focusing on my pull up 
on yeah. the bike and it's given me a lot more speed on the bike you want to probably focus a bit more on maybe getting your knee towards your handlebars rather than focusing on lifting directly straight up so an up and down piston yep. you actually drive your knee forward a little bit okay good, help. good tip yep. well I've been focusing on that and then the pushing forward and I'm noticing it gives me a lot more speed on the ground but I was feeling really good on the flat and then we got to the hills I was struggling to <laughs> just kind of cruise around anyway, what do you got on for the rest of the week Jombo I am going away on Thursday morning going up to Kaiteri Terry for a nice five or six day break Oh really? It's all good. What's the criteria? You've got a batch up there. Belinda's parents have got a batch up there. So Are they good. there as well? Or? They'll be there. But we've got a downstairs area. Oh nice. So I'm going to be doing a 200 kilometre ride on Friday. One of my bigger ones. So I'm going to do a nice long run on the Able Tasman track on Sunday oh, or Monday. Nice. So it's going to be a little bit of a training weekend. I've got to catch up from today. Not happy about it. It's a beautiful day out there. I'm getting ahead, mate. I'm getting ahead. Yeah, I'm getting ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the, the odds are changing. We should get TAB odds. Oh, going. you're going for an 8.45. I don't think I could put off an 8.45. Yeah, no, I'm going for 8.45. Yeah, I think, I think you'll take it if you put off an 8.45. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I'm going for. I'm just doing it. Um, anything else? I don't think so. We need a couple more minutes. We do need a couple more minutes. Come on. Come on, what else has been happening? What else has been happening? I'll tell you some very funny stuff, and I won't tell that. Of Striding On Clinic, I think there's about one space left on that. Yeah. You've got to be in quick. That's on April the 19th in Christchurch. Great. And... I've got to go do some work now, and I feel like crap, but that's okay. That's a bit disappointing, mate. Well, what, well what my love life you? story. Do you want to hear my love life yeah, story? People love hearing about this. Well, it's going to the next level, John. So last week I complained about the confusion. Yeah. So, so last night, went round to her place to watch a DVD, mm-hmm. and uh, the problem is, she said, I'll do the pizza, you, you bring the DVD. Yeah. Now, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a mission choosing a DVD, isn't it? So I was thinking to myself, do I go for something like, you know, an obvious choice that she may have seen? Because Love Actually, have you seen Love Actually? Oh, yeah. you, it's a, come on. Come on, that's a good <laughs> flick. For a chick flick. Well, you, you can't go, you can't bring like, you know, like the Terminator. Oh, you bloody love Rocky. Get the Rocky <laughs> yeah, but, gun. But you can't pull that out on, <laughs> on like the first DVD night. What's the, I've seen that movie that's just come out that looks terrible. A- Alien vs. Terminator oh, or something? Oh, yeah, Predator vs. Oh, Alien. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I was so gonna so you didn't around. take that? No, so I was thinking, but I, I was thinking Love Actually because, you know, it's fun. Ha ha ha, you know, a bit of a love at the end, it's all good, yeah. everyone feels happy, perfect. But then I was thinking, well, she may know this movie, so then I thought, no, you can't do one she's already seen. So I'm at the video store, and I'm thinking, oh, it took me like an hour to choose the movie. Mm. And then I went with one called Eagle vs. Shark, which is a New Zealand film. Oh, I've seen that there, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, it was, actually, it was good. Is that the guys from Flight of the Concords? Yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. guys from Flight of the Concords. And it was, it, was, it was a good choice because it was kind of Kiwiana, kind of silly, little bit of lovey-dovey stuff in there without being OTT. And, and we had a, had a lovely night together. Did you do a yawn? A sort of yawn with the arms up in the air and sort of, oh, a big stretch out uh, the You side. know what? I did pull out the yawn. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. And it worked a treat. Did she live by herself or she, she's flatting? She lives by herself. Nice. It was a, it was a fun night. And then I watched the movie and then... Yeah. And you went home. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Gosh. Here we go. We cracked the out. Oh, that's sensational. What else have I got on for the rest of the week? I'm going to train. Mm-hmm. Easter weekend's going to be good. Do anything at Easter? Well, my parents have the big Easter egg hunt. Do you do that? Oh, right, no. Oh, you got to do that when the boy gets a little bit older. Yeah. You hide them all around the house. Yeah. And it's great because then like six months later you find an egg in the most <laughs> random place. It's like a treat. So I'm doing that. And then that's about it for me. We can't give Thomas Easter eggs. He's a flipping monster. We had him weighed in the other day. <laughs> He is a big boy, isn't he? He's a unit. <laughs> He's, uh, Where does he get it from? Because so, you're not a unit. Oh, no. I, w- I was when I was 
going through primary school, I grew really quickly. Oh, when you? I was 13, I was a big, big fan. That's why you're the hairy size. monster, eh? Exactly. Because you were like shaving it too, yeah. weren't you? That was actually another suggestion some smart ass put on the, uh, <laughs> on the blog was uh, I should shave Iron Man talking much. <laughs> I got I got um, suspended from school. Um, I went away to swimming nationals once, and uh, I went to a very private school for a couple of years. And my swimming club was called Avon Aquatics, and I had Avon shaved in the back of my head. They suspended went back to you. School said, "Bugger off! Don't come back for two weeks." Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a bit, that's a bit sad. But Thomas is a monster. He's nine months old. He's basically he's very close to walking. He's walking things around, and he weighs what does he weigh? Seventy five centimeters. And he weighs 10.5 kgs, and he's Look. above the 75th percentile on both. He's a monster. Oh, yeah, you've got to mention this. Oh, so we've got an email. We've got, uh, so it's, it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you drink Guinness? Uh, I have drunk it. I don't drink a lot of it. So good old Dave Head and Stacey Davis sent us through, have sent me through a, a, a wig. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not pretty. No. And it's a mallet, and it's green. Yeah. And so this week, go onto the website, Talk, and for all the show notes and everything, and there's a photo of me on there, but there's also a great photo of the hairy monster. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a photo of you with your top open. Yeah. Yeah, challenge Monica. It's all good. You're porn, mate. That's all I'm going to say. You know, if you don't want to be a coach, you've definitely that's got a new right. career in front of you. That's so, right. Especially if you put the Iron Man talk in there. Nice. So, anyway, now we're killing it, aren't we? Killing it now. Going on. <laughs> right then. Iron Russ. I mean, no. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.